When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. It's time for Talking Real Money, the only podcast you need to help you deal with your money. And this is only a podcast. It's not also a radio show. It's just a podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our little get-together where we try to make money a little bit easier to deal with by making it a lot more sensible and sane, simpler. And uh, I'm Don McDonald. And over there, back in the Model Aircraft Museum, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the it's the man you've been waiting to hear for from for it's Mister Thomas C. As in curmudgeon cock. I'm going to live up to that today, too. By the way, I'm ready to be your curmudgeon. Well, you, so you have you've been a little curmudgeonly all I, week. So a, a little. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting was, more from you today. So. I was sent to the car last night, and that's where I stayed for about ninety minutes reading a it's book like, by myself. Go to the so car. Have, go. Yeah, did your family on. send you to the car? Pretty pretty much. You go. You go. Crabby boy. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, gone. Yeah. No. You're tense. You're a little tense. Yeah. Go. Go oh, relax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you're going to be more tense after today's episode or maybe the next two days episodes, because we're going to tell you why some of the stuff that is being touted by Wall Street, all kinds of stuff may not be particularly good, nor what it's cracked up to be. And today it's going to uh, focus on environmental, socially responsible and Good Governance Mutual Funds, also known as ESG Funds. Tom, what's the downside? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so hard right now to be a stockbroker. It's so hard to be a manufacturer of Chinese balloons, but it's really hard to be an ESG investor right now, right? You're just social, corporate, environmental Practices. Wait, you, you said it's hard to be a stockbroker right now? I think it's Did you actually say time. that? I think it, I think I'm right about that. I, I mean, think the money they're making been, good money. You know, the last guy making buggy whips was doing really well till right at the end too. I mean, when you get more and more of the market, uh, okay. outdated, outdated, outdated. But here's the thing: I, it's just it's we all want to do good, right? And well, okay, not every, but most people they want to make the world yeah. a better place. In a yeah, sense. yeah. Well, you yeah. do. You do. Oh, okay. Half, right. of well, maybe... <laughs> Half of the no, team does. No, I do my, I, I, I recycle some things. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, in a general <laughs> sense, we'd like, you know, especially where we are in our lives, we'd like to leave the place better than we found it, which our generation is not looking too good for that, but we'd like to, we'd like to do better. Uh, but the problem is this solution that was handed to us about ESG investing is just doggone confusing and it, it's not getting a whole lot easier right confusing i think is it i think is 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 an understatement i 
Well, you go ahead. I, I want well, okay. to talk about some of the issues I have with ESG, and then I've had for a very long time. It's not something as, I just came up with. No, it's not. And as you know, a year ago or so, I interviewed Larry Swedro, who wrote a new book, relatively new book, on ESG investing. It was very detailed. If you want to, if you really want to dive into this topic, I think it's a good book. He doesn't or make a you lot can of just judgments. listen to that podcast. Just you go to talkingrealmoney.com and type in Larry Swedro. They'll show up. And Larry's a very bright guy. I think the book is very good. Didn't make a lot of opinions, but he certainly talked about kind of the things you need to think about. And here's the number one problem, Don. We've been stuck on this for many years now. Gauging greenness is complicated. It's not easy just to say, well, that company only makes electric batteries, so they're green, right? Well, wait a minute. What about the stuff they throw away? What about their employment practice? What about their governance? All those things have to weigh in it too. And, and I love this quote, chief investment at fiduciary trust company said, green is very gray, which I think is spot on. Shades it's just of gray. Not easy. It's yeah. not easy to make these sort it of determinations. It ain't black and white. That's no, for sure. No, it's not. And, and even in Larry's book, he pointed out that the, I think there's four different agencies, if you will, that try to analyze companies to say, where do they rank in all this? And even they have a, diff- a difficult time. And then, then this aspect of <laughs> we all would have to decide, right, on what we believe to be ESG. What that, values do you have? That, That's hard. That is, for me, the biggest sticking point of all. It is far, far more difficult to get around than the issue of is a battery company really green if they're dumping stuff into the stream behind the place you know the, the that it comes down to what our our values are and i think that's particularly relevant to the s section of esng environmental it's a little blacker it's it's there's a little more black and white there but when it comes to the social part one person's social responsibility may be another person's errant behavior. I think so you're exactly I, right. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, one of the things that a lot of the, the social governance funds focus on is Christian values. We will not have pornography. We will not have uh, alcohol in the portfolio. Well, then... And I, I hate to bring this issue up. I'm bringing it up purely for oh, argumentative can... purposes, ladies and gentlemen. This is going the wrong what direction. About, what yeah. about guns? I knew where you were going with that one. Yeah. Some <laughs> will say, you know, guns are 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 dangerous. They go against, you know, they they're used to shoot people. Others will say it is my God given right to have a gun. So, how do you decide what is and is not socially responsible? And then you get into the aspect of even if you do understand that, which I think is huge, that's something everybody would have to sit down and take a test on. Then you (laughs) got to try to find the right product. The the names rule, I I didn't even know this, the SEC requires a fund that claims to emphasize sustainability, for example, to have 80% of its assets in ESG worthy securities. Well, who judges those? Yeah, Who judges who's the arbiter? The exactly. I mean, this is, uh, and, and so of course they're going to get. No, rid of no those now what you, you do just mentioned. is you have the ESG committee at the SEC <laughs> that is filled with people from all walks of life who sit sit around for years and argue among themselves, not deciding anything. Exactly, and and you end up with you know fun names that people see and they think they have uh, they're going to have a significant impact on an investment decision. 
but people don't at the end of the day don't really know what they're buying they don't really know and so and then there's all these other ancillary ancillary pieces we read one last week from our friend Jason Twig who talks about the fact that these funds are more expensive well maybe they are maybe they aren't and fractionally are you really fractionally are you really getting true diversification well maybe maybe not and what does that mean to performance well th- again nobody's quite sure so there's not a track here i mean so if i was wanting to invest this way and millions of you are because the money's pouring into these funds. Here's what I would do. I would wait. For what? I Better definitions? Wait. Yeah. I mean, it's the old, you know, plan slow, act fast. I mean, I would just be sitting back seeing what's going to happen out of all this. See, I have a totally different <laughs> Well, that's why we're doing this. this. Yeah. My, my belief is you invest properly. You're going to have some companies that do good. You're probably going to have far more companies that do good than do badly because there is a premium in doing good. I mean, you even see a lot of the oil companies now moving billions of dollars into greener investments. So there is a push in this direction anyway. And then make as much money as you possibly can as opposed to trying to pick and choose. And then later on in life, when you've built up a lot of capital, Start giving money to some of the causes that make ah. the planet better in the way you believe it should be made better. That is so funny Personally. because that was on my list, you know, because I think I did that last year. Correct. You gave me a bad time about it, but you the can have Iroquois your own. Valley agricultural. That's right. I'm in an yeah. organic farmland REIT, right? So I'm trying to do something good. His feet, I'm also. His, do your, I'm also, do, do your yeah. ancestors feel guilty about your past <laughs> probably, behavior in the West? Probably. You are in probably. the West, you know. Uh, it's true. I, I, I'm i not going to apologize, but I'm not going to say we're off the hook either. But it, then there's aspects of my day-to-day living. Now, some of which you've incorporated better than I have, but eventually I will own, I hope, an electric car. All of my um, outdoor uh, tools lawnmower, weed eater, leaf blower are all electric. So I'm trying to do things that are more friendly. I love, I love your idea. Make as much money as you can and then start giving it away to specific instances where you can say this will have a positive impact. I think that's, this is going to make the world a better place as opposed to trying to do it this indirectly, because I, I don't think that your $10,000 investment in a mutual fund is likely to make much net difference in the shape of the world. I just don't see it. Uh, If you have questions for us, you can call us anytime at 855-935-TALK, or you can send those questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com, Tom. Beautiful website. Beautiful website. The new website, which, by the way, by the way, I did a Larry, I just typed into the new search box there. Yeah. Swedro. Yeah, what happened? Typed in Swedro. And we, you've interviewed Larry a lot, apparently. Apparently so. We've got a okay. lot of Larry Swedro uh, episodes, but what comes up number three is environmental and social investing. Go. I think right did an, I thought the book was good. I thought the interview was good. Yes, we get a lot of questions. So let's see if we can knock a few of these down. The easy ones. This one oh, comes yeah, please from- please give me Mol- the easy ones. Yeah, you'll like this one. The Molala, Oregon. I think that's in Molala. Eastern Oregon. In, uh, this is from know. Greg. He says, hey, guys, this is Greg from Mulala, Oregon. Heard you discussing bread financial a few weeks and the rate they pay on their regular savings account. Seems like a no-brainer. Is there a downside to this that I can't seem to see? 
Wow, that is an easy question. Uh, no. There you go. You're welcome. Get your bread, butter it, and enjoy it, I uh, guess. Really, here's the, okay, biggest easy. downside. Biggest downside. This is the only one I can think of. Uh, if I had my money at a savings account at Bank of America, which yeah. I do, I have like $200 in it. If I <laughs> wanted you. my, if I want my money, I can go to the Bank of America ATM 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and Touché. pull that money out of my account. If I want my money out of my bread savings, my bread financial savings account, I have to wait a few days for it to transfer or them to cut me a check. Uh, transferring is faster, by the way. Transfer it to my Bank of America account where then I can take it out. That's it. It's all I can think of. But I got to ask, is it ESG? Is this wheat bread or is this white bread? Where, where are we on the whole bread financial thing? I got to know this. Personally, personally, I imagine it as a nice sourdough. Nice tart <laughs> That sourdough. is not very environmentally friendly. Okay. Uh, Ron writes us from Bolton, Connecticut. He says, hi, Tom and Don. What are the pros and cons of an overfunded life insurance policy? A friend of mine in air quotes, utilizing one as a way of investing for retirement, claims it's tax advantaged. He only gets a commission in year (sighs) one, he says. Overfunded life insurance policy. Yeah, and he gets a big commission (laughs) in year. They all only get a commission in year one when they sell life insurance. But it's a big fat commission in the in the four to eight percent range generally. So Thanks. here's the deal. This is the old bank on yourself stupidity. You know, there, remember all the ads that used to run, oh, yeah. and there were all the radio all the shows. They all yeah. went away. They all went away, didn't they? When when rates on li- these life insurance policies plummeted, uh, and all it is an overfunded life insurance policy is merely a life insurance policy that you wait wait for this wait for this. You ready? Please, yeah. That 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 you overfund. Oh, you, you put just more put money more into money. it than you, you put, ah, then, then you have to like pay for the life insurance. Yeah. Okay. Got but it. here's, okay. So tax advantage. I love this. No, it is not. Ta- there's no particular tax advantage. What they're pitching you is the ability you can borrow against the policy without yeah, paying taxes. You can't taxes. take it out. Right, right. you can taxes. borrow yeah. against the policy yeah. without paying taxes. And the thinking is that you, you, just let that loan ride until you die and you're paying interest, but you're paying it back to you. So the, the net result is a zero return, uh, but you're paying it back into your account, into your death in, death insurance account. And that's what this is. Death insurance should be death insurance. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible investment. It is not for improving lives, but the problem is people who sell death insurance, do, they just don't have a good pitch. It's really hard to come up with a good pitch. Well, you know, take care of those loved ones. Well, we got we're, we're fine. We got enough money. We we can take care of ourselves. Uh, now now they've turned it into an investment vehicle, which it really was never intended to be. It, there are dividends paid on life insurance, but how high they're going to be, who knows? And are they always competitive? Heck no. And let me tell you about the downside. Let's say for a moment that you've borrowed like crazy out of the policy. And you fall on hard times and there is no money left in the policy. Now, you must keep that policy in force or those loans come immediately due and taxable to you as income. Doesn't sound fun to me. And by the way, uh, Danielle says she loves death insurance. I don't know what that means, but 
But aren't you? Wait a minute. I, I gotta I gotta ask you a question. I mean, because yeah, this is an yeah. issue about death insurance. Sure. Doesn't there reach a point when you have enough money I that think you have the, the yeah. and, and that you don't need death insurance anymore? I, I don't that, have I death insurance. True. I still I have do none whatsoever. I have a fifteen year old, and and so I got a few more years. But, but, but you're a little different. But but, yeah, but the reality is though. Wouldn't there be enough money in your estate to take care of your 15-year-old? Yes, there would be. There would be. But this is, you know, here's the, it's a great question. Here's my answer is that's personal. I'll tell you why. Because here's what I've seen in practice. You're right. Estates that have enough money don't need insurance. But that estate, for example, to get the money to give to the survivor, you have to draw from it, right? You've got to pull money from whatever accounts, retirement accounts, post-tax accounts, et cetera, versus an insurance payout is a simply a, mud, a, a big sum or whatever sum goes into a bank account and that person can immediately start paying the bills, et cetera. Psychologically, you're right. In practice, it doesn't make sense. I think in, in I mean, it, it, in many ways, some people just want to know that amount of money is going to be in my bank soon and I can start paying the bills and I don't have to do the thing. Dad always told me, don't ever draw on this account. I don't have to do that. So I think there's a psychological aspect of it. Insurance right, agents around the world are falling to their knees and singing <laughs> your praises. Thank ah. you for people who believe they should be overinsured. <laughs> and by the way, call me now. 800-386-3004. And I'll get you in a great policy. Operators are standing by. No, we do not sell insurance. Stop it. We don't even sell indexed annuities, even though we could make so much money. Working on it. Because Working on that. we're too darn nice for that. Hate it. Oh, I hate them. Oh, I got an annuity discussion coming up on a future thing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Is that going to be Friday? New York Times article. Oh, 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 oh. I got my ire up. All right. Now that my ire's up, let's get it back down <laughs> and tell you how you two can meet with an Apollo advisor yeah. with no cost, no obligation. And get this, this is the best part of all. What's, what's the Nobody's going to try and sell you anything. <sighs> no insurance salesman will call? No, no insurance salesman will, will call. Knock on the door? Okay. No hot oh, oh, I thought of the name. I'm going to tell you right here on the podcast. No, please. For for the for, we're we're having retire meet coming up. Retire map. Now I got to change all that. No, okay, no, no. I got, I got okay. it. This is great. It, it fits right really in with good. the name. Book your retire this. meeting. Oh, actually, I kind of like that. I do wow. too. I went retire meeting. That's way better than the one I came up with last night. That's way better. The car. So yeah, okay. way better. I like it. Retire yeah. meeting. Wow. Retire good. meeting. Yeah. yeah. And so you can have one of those meetings without going. You want to retire, retire meet? meet? You don't even have yeah. to go. Yeah. I think you should go to retire meet, no matter who you are. What? Because they're going to be talking about everything from investing to income to long term care to medical to it's physics. All Physics going to be involved, purpose in retirement. Paul Merriman and I are going to, I, I, but that's my take. So yeah, you can get one of those meetings. You can get a look at your situation and Don's right. You can get it absolutely free with no obligation. You go to talkingrealmoney.com and now it's easy. Now, it pops right up. I've seen the website. It just, it's right there's there. There's a says, button. The new so website simple. has buttons. It's like meet it. an advisor, take our risk quiz, find a fiduciary, do it yourself portfolios. You know, because we remember when we would say go to our website and there are some really simple it was portfolios. Hard to find. Yeah, it was hard to find because it was like two fund solution. Well, no, no, no. It's just like DIY portfolios. It's easy to find. 
So go to talkingrealmoney.com. I even did this. Wait, I even did this myself. I I clicked on a meet and fiduciary advisory uh, advisor free. And this, wow, this is pretty advisory. <laughs> you know, uh, terror, he had a date. much easier time clicking than he did saying it. <laughs> Which is usually it's the opposite. Wow, this is great. Good job. The website's beautiful. Don just spent hours and hours and hours making it pretty. So Well, somebody else advantage. was going to make it, and I didn't like what they were going to do that much, so I did it myself. As always, yeah. That's what it does. That's what I DIY it. (laughs) You DIY the the oh oh well. We're right at the twenty minute mark, which means we're nearing the mark at which most of our commuters are not going to listen to the rest of the show. So let's end it right now and put it out of its misery. I'm Don. Over there is Tom. And what do we do? We talk real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or security. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.